Okay, everyone, places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. And... Action. Hello, and welcome to Popcorn. I'm Kaylee, your host. And joining me is Lulu Bell, my movie muse extraordinaire. <laughs> hey, Lulu Bell. Hi, Kaylee. And hi, poppers. Welcome back to another episode of Popcorn. I know we had a bit of a break there, but we're back and ready to talk about new movies. And it's actually perfect timing because now there's a whole sleuth of movies, just a smorgasbord that we can talk about. And this week is the recently released adaptation of Jane Austen, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. It began with the Black Plague. Within weeks, the dead began to rise. This cannot be. Hunting for human flesh. Now, the few of us that are left have only one way to survive. We must bring the fight to them. I've been training for this my whole life. The fairest wifely choice is to be right here in this room. My daughters were trained for battle, sir. Not the kitchen. A woman must have a thorough knowledge of singing, dancing, and the art of war. I shall never relinquish my sword for a ring. The right man, you would. The right man wouldn't ask me to. We were born to be You just saw this film. Not too long ago, right, Lulu Bell? Right, I, it's been about a week. Now, have you read the book? No, I have not, unfortunately. <laughs> Neither have I. For those of you who don't know, this movie is, is actually based off of a proper book that is called Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. It's written by Seth Graham Smith, and he's the one who also wrote Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer, which was also turned into a film. And the critics trashed that one, but I actually <laughs> skipped it entirely. But this one, when I saw it, I was in an audience that was a mixture of stern, crotchety critics and mega fans. And everyone, it seemed like, was laughing, cracking up. Like, they were just eating it up. It was a real crowd pleaser, which was exciting to see because this film could have gone so horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially because of the material that you're working with. I mean, this is story based off of a story that is incredibly popular and loved by so many, especially literature people who tend to not like different versions of the stories that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Right. So it could have gone really bad, but in my case, I'm, I've read the original Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, and seeing this, I had such a kick watching it. I loved it. It was so fun. That's I think that's what makes it work. It was fun. Mm-hmm. This film is exactly what the title says. It's Pride and Prejudice with zombies. Mm-hmm. So... In a way, I felt like there was very little change to the actual heart of the story. We're still following the Bennett sisters. Uh, we still have Mr. Darcy and Mr. Bingley and Parson Collins. Like, all the major characters are there. Mm-hmm. It's just that the ladies 
have swords in their hands and there's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, they still worry about finding husbands. And it's just the absurdity <laughs> is what makes it work. It, it's absolutely hilarious. It is. And each character has their own nice little twist to them which I think makes it refreshingly new, uh, even though you are working with a story that's hundreds of years old. But it works, it really does. Each character has a new vibe to them. And it's just fantastic to watch these people going through these situations of, oh, let's find a husband, and oh wait, there's a zombie right there, shoot him! Which I think was fantastic. Yeah, it was almost like very blasé. They explain very well why there's a zombie apocalypse. So you can suspend your disbelief and buy into the whole idea. Mm-hmm. And then each of the girls has their own unique fighting style, actually. Like one's really good with knives, another one may be good with swords, another one might be good with bow staffs. And even though it's ridiculous, like it makes sense with the characters anyways. Yeah. These are strong, powerful women that Jane Austen wrote. And uh, Seth just made them just took them and made them like a little bit better or just kind of, I would say, rubbed a different facet to them. What what would happen if you put a sword in Lizzie Bennet's hand? And of course, she'd be a smart-ass, amazing ninja woman. And mm-hmm. that's something I really enjoyed is that the, the, the women were the true heroes here. In fact, most of the girls fought and most of the guys didn't. The only one who did was Mr. Darcy, played by Sam Riley. He was really the only guy who was fighting zombies. Well, Mr. Wickham fought too, even though there's a twist in that story. But Mr. Darcy really was the only one that was kind of fighting because Mr. Bingley was just there on the sidelines. You didn't really see him do much action. He actually had this funny thing where you put an axe in his hand. He's like, ooh, he's like, he didn't really want to do it. He didn't want to get his hands dirty. It was really quite funny. And then I actually got to do an interview with the actors in LA a few weeks ago. And I spoke with Matt Smith. Douglas Booth, who played Mr. Bingley, and Lily James, and then also Bella Heathcote, who played Jane, and more about her later. But I have this snippet from the interview where Douglas Booth was talking about fighting zombies as his character and basically just filling out Mr. Bingley, putting thoughts in his head as he says it. And it was just, it was a great quote, and I wanted to share it with you guys. And just a forewarning, I was in the room with 10 other journalists, so. You might hear some, uh, you know, other people in the background. It's a little bit not the best audio quality, but I think you'll enjoy it. There's, there's a lot about like the just. I mean, they're, they're more, they're, they're more like, kind of subtle things, I suppose, than Parson Collins. I stuff love that them. moment where you, where you, where you find there's a zombie there and you're about to shoot him or get the gun. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just like just just subtleties in um, about like the his his sort of relationship with Jane and and. To sort of, even though you don't see it on screen so much, kind of the understanding of what Darcy said to him and uh, about leaving, and just so just filling Bingley's head with thoughts, really. That interview was just tons of fun, and I got a few more clips for later. But back to Jane, she of course is just kick ass. That was Bella Heathcote, and she's just brilliant. I loved her interpretation of Jane because uh-huh. I always see Jane as very mousy and quiet and this Jane just felt very just calm and even keel versus being shy. Yes, I really liked her as well. And it was a nice deviation from her 
original book character to this character. And it, it was nice to see the difference of this Jane kind of like more empowered while Mr. Bingley was all mousy. <laughs> I know, I liked that quite a bit. It was an interesting reversal of the roles there. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just still, even though I enjoyed the movie, it did creep me out because I don't like zombie movies. I don't watch <laughs> The Walking Dead or anything like that. And I'm still surprised how long this zombie craze has been going on for. Because like, we'll go through phases in our pop culture where it'll be this monster or that monster. But zombies seem to have been staying on for almost 10 years now, it feels like. When, when did The Walking Dead first like come on board? It's been quite a while. Uh, what is it, seven years now almost? I think so. And then they got that other one, not a reboot, but kind of like a sequel to The Walking Dead as well. Oh, the Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. That one's relatively new. Yeah, so it just kind of, I think it continues more or less the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm wondering how much longer this is going to last and what our next monster would be in films. But speaking of zombies, the special effects on this film were pretty legit. I mean, these were some very gruesome looking zombies. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I, I actually, I really like them too. They kind of reminded me of uh, Walking Dead Light. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. They had just enough zombie features to make it believable as a zombie, but they also kind of held back and didn't make it as gory as it could have been. Well, I don't know. I thought it was pretty gory. <laughs> I, well, you haven't seen The Walking Dead, so I can see that's why, true. <laughs> why you would think that that's gory. But it's actually not very gory at all. Well, it was nicely done. Just the special effects and even the costuming which was, I was cracking up because the, the premise is that London has the zombie apocalypse. So people of wealth, whether you're the super rich or just the moderately rich, go over to Asia. The super rich get to go to Japan. The moderately rich go to China. Make of that what you will. <laughs> I love that. That whole like social divide that even in times of war, it like what matters is where you got trained. <laughs> exactly. And actually, I, I had the opportunity to speak with the author, with Seth. And he said he, he didn't really do any research on, on what this, that, or the other. is more just like, well, Japan's farther away, so you got to mm-hmm. have more money to go there. China's a bit closer. So any sort of Asianists out there or art historians, you got to cool your jets there. there. There was nothing more than just that simple logic um, when it came to where people went to get their training. It was funny because then they brought, when they brought that training back, you would see the influences in like some of the clothing. Mm-hmm. Like you had kind of these Japanese flares or like these, those kind of sensei robes, particularly when they were training um, in like their bunker mm-hmm. under the house. Yeah. <laughs> They were wearing like these these Japanese ninja robes. Mm-hmm. It was I just could that alone was making me giggle so much. Mm-hmm. So really, I think the best parts of the film were actually the original Jane Austen bits mm-hmm. and how they incorporated like like the zombie apocalypse was in the background. So of course, like there's the fight scene between uh, Darcy and Lizzie when he proposes to her the first time. I really, really like that. <laughs> and it's already fantastic dialogue that Jane Austen gives us. In the original story, Lizzie and Darcy end up trading verbal punches. And here... They just start beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was so happy to see that. I don't know why, but I was so happy to just see her like kick his butt because he was being such a <laughs> a-hole. <laughs> 
Yikes, right? Oh my gosh. Well, this is Mr. Darcy. I He's one of these characters that I just, I'm like every other woman out there. Like, I love him. But this particular Darcy, I kind of just love to hate mm. him because Sam Riley did such a good job of just being that pretentious, lip curling, upper crust mm. kind of mm-hmm. guy. And he was just... Ah, but I mean, I, we since we're talking about Darcy, we should probably rank the Darcys because he he's now joining a long line of amazing Darcys. Oh yeah. And actually, before we give our rankings of Sam Riley and the other Darcys, I actually have a clip of Lily James and Bella Heathcock giving their impressions and who they think is the best Mr. Darcy. Here, have a listen. I think Sam Riley's the best Mr. Darcy. <laughs> I'm not just saying that. that why? Why is he so? I. I just think he's got that very wonderful, deep aura, and when he's saying something, you know that there's a whole other world going on underneath. Um, he's very, very got that arrogant air, but he's quite vulnerable. So I don't know. I just he's also he's sexy. I mean, come on, so very sexy. Very sexy. <laughs> um, I don't know. You, have you seen the film? Last time we that yeah. speech when when Lily's fighting, the like the slow mo sister fight, and he delivers this speech about her like physical appearance. I'm like, how funny he makes that. I mean, yeah. I, he, th- that moment. I'm like, that's like acting genius. Like yeah. that speech could be really like difficult, but he that's... just says it and makes it work. That was Lily James and then Bella Heathcroft discussing Sam Riley's attributes as Mr. Darcy. Well, he's no Colin Firth. I'll, that I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he was not bad. <laughs> no, I think Colin Firth is actually not my favorite. But did you catch the nod to the Colin Firth? Yes. <laughs> Which was even sweeter, actually. <laughs> it was. I'm like anybody who's seen it will will recognize that scene. I don't want to spoil it. You guys just gotta go and look for it. Yes. But actually, my favorite Mr. Darcy is the one with uh, Kira Knightley, Matthew McFadden. I don't know why he he just had the look that just kind of gave me little butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, that's that's a gorgeous looking man right there. <laughs> so. <laughs> and see, I thought his portrayal was a little too bland. Ah, well, you know, to each their own, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And I think Mm -hmm. that's the great thing about all these different portrayals. But Mm -hmm. really, in my opinion, who stole the show entirely? I hope it's the one I'm thinking about. (laughs) I think you know Matthew Smith? Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, he was the best part of this whole film. Like, I just wanted to watch a movie about Mr. Collins. Yes. And... Did you notice how he had this fascination with food, particularly muffins? Like, mm-hmm. he's just always wanting to eat, or he's always talking about food and how he, like, used his hands and stuff. Oh, he did such a fantastic job with that character. Who The character in and of itself is kind of like, eh, you don't really care for him. He's in there only for part of the story. It's not really a, a likable character or a character that's very memorable per se. But he right. just made it worthwhile. It's like the little bits. He's not, he doesn't have a lot of screen time really, but he no. made the most out of the screen time that he got. And I particularly enjoyed the fact that he has a thing for Darcy. I, I just, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, well, he just, the way he does it all is fantastic. And actually, I have a little clip from my interview. You can hear him talking about how he came up with the muffins bit for his character. It's pretty great. When I read the original novel, I found out that he was, like, really interested in eating and muffins and scotch <laughs> and things like that. And so um, I thought, I thought, you know, maybe try and get some of that. 
texture into the into the piece. But I'm pleased that you noticed actually, because sometimes you think people are never going to notice that sort of stuff. That thought process behind his character it was pretty funny. It was just it really filled out his character, and that's a sign of a great actor. And I'll add that given what they show at the very end. I'm kind of looking forward to a sequel for this. Usually, I kind of think, ah, oh, sequels, come on, just leave it as a standalone. But for this one, I actually do want to see something else. Well, it's interesting because there is nothing written, no contracts have been signed, and yet they, like you said, mm -hmm. they leave it open for a sequel. Like, it, it's like mm -hmm. there has to be one. But it, it seemed like not even the author, Seth, said that he's been approached to do anything. So uh, we'll see what happens if they actually do do it or if Seth does it or, or what. Why don't we go ahead and give this film our star ratings? Well, this is the first film of 2016 that I'm going to give it a four. Ooh. Because I had such a fun time watching this. I would watch it again. <laughs> That's how much I liked it. Are you, are you going to go this weekend? <laughs> If I have the chance, I definitely will. Perfect. Well, for me, I'm going to also actually give it a four, even though I was cringing in my seat. But it's very rare that I actually have a physical reaction to a movie. And this time it was fun. And I just, I laughed so much. It's the absurdity of the whole thing. The acting mm -hmm. was great. It's all straight faced and it wonderful so four solid glowing stars. <laughs> yes. You guys should all go see it. It's worth seeing. It's worth paying full price for it. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that very often, so. Get yourselves to the theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for this week. And we just want to say thank you again for your patience with us. I know we, we had to take a break there due to some various issues, but we are back and we are going to be presenting you with our very special Oscars episode coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. Yes, check that out. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook or Twitter and check out our website at popcornfanfilmreviews.weebly.com. There's a whole bunch of other stuff there as well. And I will be posting my full-on article that has all my interviews with all the cast and crew of this film. Yes, check that out. Don't forget. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.